You are listening to episode 61 of the Less Stress, More Fun podcast. Today, we're talking about feelings as fuel. You are listening to the Less Stress, More Fun podcast. I'm your host, certified coach Lisa Schwaller. Each week, we talk about how you can rise above the stress of modern living so that you can focus your energy on what matters most. All right, let's get started. Hello, how are you today? Woohoo! All right, we're talking about feelings as fuel. And I am totally pumped up. I would want to welcome you in with a lot of excitement and energy and warmth about what we're going to be talking about together today. This is episode two in a series of five that are coming out on how to change. And to be clear, this is not the the what to do as more getting your mind in the right place to support yourself through the ups and downs of change. In this world, you can find anything you need to find on Google. I always joke that if we, I mean, we all know how, we just go to Google. So why aren't we all millionaires with six-pack abs or whatever it is that you want to have? The how is available to us. You can you can sit in the bathroom and read how. So what's the difference between the people who create the things that they want to create and the people who don't? And it's really about what you're thinking about your yourself, your identity. It's not the mechanics. It's not the how. It's the who. So we're going to talk about the feelings. Last time we talked about embracing ambiguity, that ambiguity, hesitation, reluctance, two steps forward, one step back. That is part of change. It's a healthy and even necessary part of change, sometimes for some people. So if you are you know, trying to change something and you're noticing kind of this touch and go. I hear people use the phrase self-sabotage. I can't stand that phrase because it's so, I don't know. Would you, I, I, I just don't like to use the word sabotage and self together. I never am sabotaging myself. My brain is just exercising a brilliant strategy to try to keep me safe and comfortable as it as it understands it. So that's, I like this idea of, oh, I'm just, I'm a little ambiguous. I'm a little tenuous. I'm, I'm, I'm flirting with this idea of being someone new. But this, in this episode, we're going to talk about feelings. Feelings are the reason we do anything. We think we're logical creatures and that we have reasons, and that may be true, but we are feeling creatures. We are people who like to have certain feelings and avoid other feelings. Let me just give a couple of examples for this bold premise that feelings are the reason we do anything in this life. So would you go lay down buck naked in a coffee shop lobby or in a coffee shop in a lobby you know, I'm thinking of, um, in my mind's eye, there's a building. And would I go into that building? There's, you know, three banks of elevators, people coming and going all the time. 
would I just go and lay down in the lobby absolutely naked? (laughs) Probably not. Why not though? It's not because of the logic. It's because I wouldn't want to feel the the fear that I'd get in trouble or the the shame about how I don't have six-pack abs, even though I can find the answers for that on Google, or the embarrassment. Um, I, I, I would not do that, not just because it's against the rules, I'm using air quotes here, the rules, but because I'd be avoiding all of that physical discomfort that we call feelings, feelings that come from interpreting our thinking. Now, let's imagine another scenario. Would you go to a party that you really didn't want to go to to make a friend or your partner happy? You know, it's it's a thing you don't want to do, but you would do it anyway. So why would you do it? You might tell yourself the story of, oh, well, they want me to. I it's it's you compromise in relationships, but the truth is what you're doing it for is for a feeling. Maybe you want to feel love or connection or acceptance or, you know, there's there's a feeling reason for what you're doing. The, the story is just your brain explaining the feeling that you are creating. When you go to a party you don't really want to go to, but your friend or your partner does. One more example of how feelings are the reason we do anything and everything. If you lost your job, would you apply for work? And would you apply for work, you know, consistently? Or would you like, sometimes you'd be like, I'm going to figure this out. And other times you're thinking, this is a train wreck. I'm never going to figure this out. And just noticing the, the feelings that are associated with that when you're applying for work, you're probably seeking the feelings of safety, stability, community. You know, work is a source of identity, communal identity for a lot of us. And when you're not applying, you're probably feeling discouraged, you know, disappointed, resentful, regretful, whatever might be coming up. So really connect in your life how often feelings are really the driver And the logical reasons are actually just the story to explain the feelings you're seeking. Now, back to this big topic of this series, how do you make a change? I think when you're wanting to make a change, whether it's something big and life-changing or just small, maybe a little tiny habit you want to stack into your life, connecting to how you want to feel is the most powerful part of the planning process. So there's how you think you'll feel when you get to the goal and how you think you'll feel along the way of the goal. In some mindset and coaching circles, there's this concept of like, you need to imagine and visualize what you'll feel when you accomplish the goal. Maybe you'll feel proud and excited. Maybe yes, maybe no. And Sometimes, like living into that fantasy of what it'll be like when you reach your goal, it can actually make it seem like it's too far away from what you're feeling today. And actually, in a lot of cases, the feelings that you imagine when you reach your goal may or may not be the feelings that you'll have, and it may or may not be the best feeling fuel. 
All right. So I'm going to give you a really specific example from something that happened to me yesterday. So I have been working for a couple of weeks on a goal, and it was a goal that I would have this thing that I was promoting, and it would receive, you know, so many signups to me, my email list. And the goal was a certain number, and I worked and worked. I mean, I was telling my kids, I'm like, my hands feel like claws. They're just this misshapen stumps. I was working so hard. I was having so much fun and working so hard. And I was actually logged onto the website when it clicked over that I had reached my goal. And what I thought I would feel was like proud, accomplished, you know, like, I don't know, successful. What I felt was like, yep, next. I was so... Um, by that point, I was so, I was so sure that I was going to hit the goal yesterday that at that point I was like, yeah, I've done so much work to make this goal inevitable that now it's literally just watching the numbers roll in. And that was pretty cool. And it was a really good reminder that a lot of times when we imagine our goal, we have these like, we think we're going to just feel like complete and um, like we've arrived and that we're, that we're someone new and that new person is stable. But most of the time when we hit our goal, we're just the same old us. And the feelings that we're, you know, we're hoping to get with the change are actually the feelings that we need to create now. There, when you think of, let's use um, a money goal. Let's say you want to pay off uh, some debt. And just to keep the math easy, we'll just say it's a $10,000 debt that you want to pay off. And you imagine when you get there, you're going to feel like responsible. Like you have this idea of not just your feelings in your body at the moment, but you have this idea of the kind of person who has paid off the $10,000 debt. And you think, oh, yeah, when I do that, I'm going to be, and we almost imagine we're going to be a completely different person. But getting clear, like, what do you think you're going to feel? Like, responsible? And, like, you're going to have this, like, better sense of um, attentiveness and focus that you're going to be the kind of person when you pay off that debt that you're not going to want to put things on credit cards anymore. And what if you had all of those feelings along the way? So in this example of paying off the debt, maybe you think, oh yeah, when I'm done with that, I'm going to feel so proud. I'm going to feel so much more like acceptable. I won't have the shame of having this debt, whatever it is. And when we think about, so what would the feelings happen along the journey? Like we want to go feel like this pride and accomplish and responsible. But when we think about, okay, so imagine you have, you know, you're paying off the debt and then something breaks in the house and you have to replace it and you're not going as quickly as you like. Or you are paying off the debt and then you go on a, you know, a spending spree. Sometimes people are like, yeah, I, I spent more than I, than I wanted to. And 
So you think about what feelings are going to be with you along the journey. And these are, you could even go so far as to say, what feelings might get in your way and create obstacles along the way to your goal? So if your goal is to pay off $10,000 in debt along the way, you might feel deprived, discouraged, doubt, embarrassed, um, overwhelmed, frustrated, um, regretful. These are all things that you might feel along the way. And those feelings can sidetrack your progress if you kind of like hang out with them. Now, those feelings, they get to be there all day long. I'm having a situation today where I've made a, a decision in my business and I'm going to be actually making a lot of changes around here. And, um, and, I'm feeling a lot of actually like grief and sadness because I really love what I have, but to do what I want to do is going to require some adjustments. And those feelings, they can be present in me, but I, you know, I'm not going to create what I want to create if I just, you know, sit on the couch and, and cry. <laughs> I can't just sit on the couch and cry and create my dreams. So what do I do about that? When you're on your way to the goal, you know, at the goal, you're thinking, I want to feel proud of myself and responsible and focused. Those are the same feelings that you'll want to choose to fuel your change process. So if you think when you pay off the debt, when you lose the weight, when you get the romantic relationship, you know, commitment, when you get that business goal, whatever those things are that you think when I have that, then finally, I'm going to feel proud of myself. I'm going to, you know, I'm going to have this identity as someone who gets stuff done. I'm going to, I'm going to feel like I can celebrate. Those are the feelings that you're going to want to use to fuel you. So in the example, for example, it, uh, that download goal there, that subscriber goal that I had along the way, I just really visualized like, yeah, I'm going to be connecting with people and I'm going to be bringing them this like valuable, amazing thing that I made. And I'm going to be in amazing conversations. And I focused less on the end and more on, I really want to feel connected and proud of myself all along the way. So when I was sitting there and the number clicked over and I and I hit my goal a few days early, I was already I didn't need to wait for that goal to happen to feel the proud and to and to feel like validated because humans love to feel validated. I was feeling proud of myself and validated all along the way and that is how I actually brought that goal to life. And now with this experience that I'm having just today as I'm recording it, where I've made a decision and I have to let something go. And I'm kind of grieving it along the way. And I'm sad. And I can feel those things. And for me to create what I want to create, I want to feel, I want to feel like proud of myself. And I want to feel um, responsible. I think that this is something that's going to be a actually benefit my business and my business is my responsibility the same way my kids and Bailey the dog 
are my responsibility. I'm committed to my business as my responsibility. And I may have to let some things go, but the more I'm in like, oh, I'm so proud of myself for making that decision. Um, and I'm in the identity of the person who's done it. Those feelings will actually fuel the change. So how to change? Embrace that ambivalence. Please do. It's part of the process. I'm ambivalent. That grief and sadness that I was describing, that's my ambivalence. Like, yeah, I guess I'm supposed to, but kind of don't want to. Wah, wah. That's okay. And that is also just a reminder to me that I get to choose the feelings that help me get the goal that I want. Committed, connected, self-trust. Those are some of my favorite fuels. Actually, may I just tell you my favorite feeling? Done energy. Like, yep, this is what we're doing. Anytime I can get myself into, oh yeah, it's done. It's, It's as good as done. Yep, this thing, as good as done. Every time I'm in as good as done, then what I actually show up and do in the world, it proves that true. So I would offer that to you. All right. It's time for your invitation this week. I would love for you to pay attention to your feelings. Most people feel the same feelings out of habit. Maybe you're just, your mind and your body are just used to feeling anxious, overwhelmed, frustrated, tired, bored, you know, distracted, whatever that may be for you. Maybe you're used to feeling like content or uh, whatever it is for you. Pay attention to what your most common feelings are. See if you can find three to five. I use this analogy that all of us have a lot of feeling options to us. It's kind of like the Crayola crayons. There's the box of eight, the box of 64, and then the big old tower. If you are into crayons at all, go to the Crayola website and see how many different colors there are. I I find that site very mesmerizing. And I say, even though we have that whole tower of all the different colors available to us, all the different feelings available to us, most of us are using like the four pack they give kids at the restaurant to draw <laughs> on those paper placemat menus that they give kids in some restaurants. So just notice what are your go-to feelings? And I would challenge you to almost like in a situation, try on different feelings. I play a game. I call it the three feelings game. I'll take the same thought that I'm thinking and I'll run it through three different feelings. So for example, I could have the thought, you know, I think I'm ready for this and maybe feel, you know, like, I think I'm ready for this and feel a little uncertain, or I think I'm ready for this and feel confident or I think I'm ready for this, like done energy. Yeah, I th- yeah, whatever. Just play with this idea that you can actually uh, pick feelings on purpose as your fuel. Feelings are powerful, powerful fuel. In fact, they're really the gas that gets you everywhere you need to go. All right, so this was episode two. We talked about embracing ambivalence. Today was feelings as fuel. And coming up, we're going to be talking about prizes and sacrifice. See you next time. Thank you for listening. 
If you're enjoying the podcast, please rate and review wherever you listen. This will help other listeners find the show and bring less stress, more fun out into the world. Thank you so much, and I'll talk to you next week.